Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you, Hector? I'm doing great, Ben. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, dude. So um, you've been busy, haven't you? You want to tell us a little bit about what you've been busy, up to? I have been busy, man. Um, uh, I've been uh, working with Connolly's and Caitlin over at Connolly's. Shout out to Caitlin. Um, we, uh, we are putting together the first of a series of, uh, of uh, original music nights at uh, various places. I'm starting with Connolly's. I might actually do a few at Connolly's, um, but starting at Connolly's, I think... Uh, September 18th, we have five bands, um, all original bands. They're each going to play for about 40 minutes, uh, and that's that's kind of something new for Connolly's, and it'll yeah, be the, cool. the first official 561 music event that we'll be putting on. Yeah, man. Um, uh, the next one is November 5th at Average Joe's. Yeah. And uh, Did you know the 5th of November is a British national holiday? Oh, is it a bad it's when holiday? Gu- it's, when Guy Fawkes, <laughs> it's when Guy Fawkes... It's when Guy Fawkes... He uh, tried to blow up Parliament. And so when we... Uh, I promise we're not celebrating that. <laughs> when we... It's, when we, uh, we the only time we ever let off fireworks in England is 5th of November. Oh, wow. Yeah. So remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot is a little oh, right. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, man. Um, um, doing, um, yeah, getting this 561 Music gigs sort of up and running. Yeah, yeah. So these are going to be uh, little pop-up events, if you will, at, at various locations, you know, various bars and stuff around town. We're probably going to try to do between three and five of them um, between now and April. And, um, of course, April 2nd is our big 561 Music Festival. And... Uh, um, you know, if anybody wants to sponsor it, uh, you're welcome to sponsor. We have uh, plenty of sponsorship opportunities. We have stage sponsorship opportunities, musician sponsorship opportunities, banner sponsorship opportunities. I mean, you you name it, we got it. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So I, I think I'm going to be coming and doing the sound at the one in Connolly's. Yes, I'm really yes. looking forward to it. Actually. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's got to be the first time I've been to a, a gig and not played in about five years. That's awesome. It's kind of awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice right? pace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, without further ado, let's introduce our guest, Victoria Lee. How are you doing? Hi, wonderful. How are you? Yeah, really good. It's nice to have you on. You've been so busy that um, we had to keep putting it back. So <laughs> Sorry I, about that. No, I mean, you shouldn't apologize for being busy. It's wonderful. Right. And, um, you know, as as one of the most hardworking and... Um, sort of genuinely sort of friendly and wonderful uh, musicians in the game. So nice to have you here. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, you not only do you um, play music almost every night of the week, it seems, um, in, so, in some Sometimes venue or other. Sometimes twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, you booking at, booking bands as well, booking mm-hmm. acts. You, you book me sometimes, which I'm very grateful for. That's awesome. And um, and also you write original music. So, I do. Yeah, sure do. Doing the whole lot. And um, every now and again, it seems like you get like awesome sort of tour hookups and things. You've got pretty much everything you could have going on in music. It seems like you have going on. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> something, something better be happening. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, everything in, in this game feels like it takes forever, doesn't it? But, um, you know, it's fun at the same time. I wouldn't change it. It more. is. I mean, like I was telling you earlier, like I was teaching and I there was just a no end in sight, you know. And now the whole concept of like having goals and working towards them is, I don't know, what I like about it and why I play like 20 times a week. So, yeah. yeah. I Do you ever feel like, do you ever feel worried that, you, that, you're, that you'll overplay and kind of burn out? Um, I get like that, but I've realized that travel is what, um, 
I guess alleviates that feeling for me. Gotcha. So that's why I go to the Keys once a month because I get out of town. Yeah. I go down there and make more than I make anywhere else. <laughs> so right, it's like, yeah. okay, like that's right. This is why I'm doing this. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, it's beautiful. I bring one of my dogs and I have a friend who stays as much as my other two. And, uh, just, I don't know, get to go hang out with people that I love. And, yeah. um, I've been playing at one of the places down there now for like four years. So really? their oh, host wow. and their staff, like they don't have a big turnover cause it's a great place. So, you know, I stay with them and they take care of me and I take care of them. And it's just, a it's, they help me find gigs down there. That's other places, awesome. so it's just uh, I love going down there. That's why I, I played go so down much. the keys a, few, a couple of times, but never had anything steady. That's really cool. You get to go down there and do that. You know, like I think if you're playing in South Florida and you don't get down to the keys once in a while, it's yeah. a terrible shame. You know, yeah. is this all the way all the way down to Key West that you're playing? Um, yes, that was a new place. The okay. place that I usually have been playing is uh, about mile marker twenty two and a half. It's called My New Joint. Okay. Um, it's just a restaurant downstairs. They just opened another one on Isla Mirada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just started going to the Virgin Islands too. Um, yeah. that'll wow. be, I went for the first time in May. I'll be going back in November and then I'll be going quarterly next year. Which ones? Um, St. John. Right. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's absolutely. And, yeah. and with the kind of music that you play with this kind of islandy sort of soul, it just fits so perfectly. For, yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, I'm happy there and I feel like that like shows through music. Like I went less than what was it in May, just the way it worked out. I went straight from the keys to St. John, like with like two days in between, I was like, "This is life. Like this is yeah. this is what I get to do." I'm like, "My liver's gonna need a break," but <laughs> <laughs> just party town, party town. But yeah, yeah, having fun with it. Well, I think you know, just as long as you are having fun when it comes to that kind of stuff, that's all that really matters. Yeah. As soon as this becomes not fun, then you know, then there's a conversation you need to have with yourself. But until then, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right, there's right, a couple right. songs that I've always kind of gravitated to, and I will be writing one on this t- topic, but. Just about being on vacation, like permanently, like that's kind of like what I subscribe to now. Is like, I don't go to work, I play. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm super grateful for that. You know, the only part that feels like work is loading in and loading out. Yeah, like if I can just make enough money to hire somebody to do that for me every night, that'd be great. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Killbillies are playing out like all the time, and and uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that are that are like, you know, oh, it's just like it doesn't that get on your nerves? You know, you're constantly playing. Like this week, we're playing. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like I'm like it's not work though. I mean no. you're right. Loading in and loading out does suck sometimes, but we've got it down to a pretty quick science. When there's three of us and we do it pretty quickly and yeah. we set up. I mean, it's just fun. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know? I no, mean, that's it. You, it's you a lifestyle. Yeah, honestly, you, know. you get an occasional dud, but I mean yeah. for the most part, it's just fun. Yeah. So, what's that? What's that saying? Can't it's complain. like. Sex is like pizza, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. basically like, you know, even when I have like gigs that I'm like, that sucked. Like it's still better than like sitting behind a desk. And yeah. Listen, a bad day playing a gig is still better than a good day sitting at a desk job. I concur. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I've sort of got my situation a little bit split up because I do the teaching as well. And, and really that for me is just, I think I personally do that just so that I've got and like one foot in kind of normal sort of society, yeah. you know, the turning world. <laughs> no, I understand that completely. People do stuff in the day, you know. That's why I started booking because that's my yeah. normal society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good citizen job. <laughs> so I have these questions that I ask everyone and I'm going to get started on them. Um, sure. the, the first one is, why did you start playing music and what was the situation like surrounding your early kind of formative years musically? Um, why did I start playing music? Um, I mean, my mom will say that technically I started playing music, like, 
I don't know, like at one, I had like a little keyboard and like, I mean, everyone has those things, but like, I was like, that was like my favorite thing to do. And then that turned into piano lessons until I was like 14. And then in eighth grade, I had this really cool class. It was just called music. And the tennis teacher taught it um, because he played piano. He looked like Billy Joel too, which I thought was really interesting. (laughs) Um, And the class we had keyboards at our desk and they had a room full of guitars and a room with a with drums and like a, an upright bass and like all this cool stuff and it was just like have at it kids and I like yeah. so that's where I like learned how to play guitar and that was oh, like cool. kind of what sparked it like because I had like very intense Russian piano teachers yeah who would like hit me oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. music was always kind of like I liked it but like this is scary also right, so then yeah. when I had that opportunity to have music and have it be like have fun I was like yeah. oh I, I love this. <laughs> like, yeah. This is amazing. Fun. And then I don't remember the second half to your question. Um, the situation. W- like what was – I mean you sort of answered it in a sense. It was just what was surrounding you, you know, what was the what was the situation like? What were you listening to in, in your early years and, and who, oh, you know, in terms of musical influences? <laughs> what was I listening to? Like, I was listening to a lot listen of Red to? Hot Chili Peppers. Right. My dad was a big Chili Peppers fan, but I grew up listening to classic rock, a lot of Santana. Right. Um, things that I think I still kind of like – Especially guitar-wise, like, I, I I never used to play lead. I was always just acoustic. But, like, now that I'm playing lead and I've gotten more comfortable with it. Yeah, by the I way, hear... I know I, – I remember when you weren't playing lead. <laughs> and from then to now is, like, it's quite something to behold. You just can do it really well. <laughs> Thank <is> you. <laughs> yeah, well, like, just – I went, like, solo, band, solo, like, back to a band. And, like, I was kind of, like – playing with just a guitar and i was like oh, there's no where'd all the noise go <laughs> i'm like I'm, there's nothing happening here i'm yeah. like all right i'm gonna do it my damn self so yeah there you go that's how the loop pedal thing all formed but um yeah my my parents are both neither one of them play music but they're both very um very much music enjoyers so sure. and they're, then um they're pretty supportive then of, yeah they've yeah. been they've always been really supportive of that's that awesome. and um i don't know i've just music has always i was an only child and i've always like right. kind of said music was like the sibling I didn't have. Okay. That's um, lovely. It was just like kind of always there no matter what. And like yeah. finding songs that I related to, to me was just like, I don't know. And then I, in high school, it was always making like uh mixtapes and stuff and like different CDs. Sure. And that was, I still consider myself a DJ. And I mean, we all are if we're playing to a crowd and able to read a room in any way, yeah. like we're, we're DJing. Yeah, so. sure. I love that aspect too. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we have a few songs that, you know, we know when, if depending on the demographic, you know, what we have to drop at certain times. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's so fun. <laughs> and level of drunkenness of people. Yes. yes. How yes. many birthdays are in the room and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yes. my God. I had the worst experience with that, like, the other week. It was just, like, two birthdays and, like, they were trying to all tell me, like, well, you got to sing it to him, but wait for her because there's a cake and you have to wait for the cake. Did you get the cake? Are you going to get it? I'm, I'm not getting the cake. I was like, Jesus. Happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> we, we sang happy birthday to somebody at O'Shea's on Saturday. We got the name wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then she had a I thick accent. We couldn't understand what she was yeah. saying. And so we called her Joe and her name was I thought was she like, said she was called Joe McDonald. So I sang <laughs> happy birthday, <laughs> Joe McDonald. It was not her name. And then she shouted something else to me and I thought she said her name was like Orville or and I was like, oh, sorry, was, happy birthday. Oh, yeah, we thought it was like, like, and then it, and out it was Colleen. Co- Colleen. <laughs> we're yeah. like, well, we botched that one. <laughs> we were in O'Shea's and, and, and she was female, and her name literally <laughs> means girl in Irish. I don't know how it got that wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
you got like worse and worse. Yeah. I have a really good one of those actually. There's, there was a, um, there was a when Sonic, when, when Sonic Boom Six were on tour in Aberdeen years ago. Um, there was a uh, a girl was shouting that it was her birthday from the stage, and she had a really thick Scottish accent. And 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 lady was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. That, that, happy birthday. What's your name?" And 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 the lady was she was going, "Amy, Amy," and and and, and Layla thought, Layla thought that she was saying "emu" like the bird. That's what I thought you said. And, and she was saying "Amy," right? So so Layla was standing there going, "Emu, what kind of a name is Emu?" And she was going, she was going, "No, no, it's Emu, Emu." She kept saying it, and and, and, and eventually, like I touched on her shoulder. I managed to figure it out. I was like, hey. and she's like, oh, Amy. And so, but we ended up staying at Emu's house, and we just kept, we just called it Emu for the rest of the night. It's amazing. That's beautiful. That's the best. I think that's the best story we've had on this podcast. That's amazing. It's a good one. I'm going to call you Emu from now on. Yeah. That was in Aberdeen. It's right, very north in Scotland. And this is really, it's so pretty, right? All the buildings are made out of granite, and they're, um, they like very slightly sparkle at night, and so when it's really cold and snowing, you these sparkly buildings. So, and they're all so ebu farmers. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can ignore the marauding hordes of like drunken Scotsmen, Ebers. it's very, very beautiful. It's place. Very nice place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. you don't get puked on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there's not usually marauding hordes of drunken Scots. Only like on Saturday nights, which sounds is like, the only times I've ever been. Sounds there. like New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. The Scottish New Orleans. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, if anyone's listening from Aberdeen, they'll be like, no, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't the Scottish New Orleans. But it's a pretty cool place, though. Uh, um, yeah, anyway, so um, I know that you write music and uh, you've re- just recently, uh, you're just about to release a single, is that right? Mm, correct. Yeah, what's it called again? It's called Saturday Morning. Right. Um, September 10th? September 10th. September right. 10th, cool. Yeah, I'll be on the tour <laughs> I remembered. when that comes out, so I'm excited Oh, about that. cool. What tour is that? That's with um, K-Bong from Stick Figure. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're doing like Orlando and Jacksonville and yeah, Stewart. Yeah, it's going to be, yep, Melbourne, all, yeah. St. Pete. I'm excited to play Janice for the first time. That's like a oh, Florida yeah. bucket list yeah. Yeah, for me. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's a killer, that's a killer so place. Pensacola, so that'll be a fun Fun drive. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a killer place. Yeah. Is it just? Are you going on your own? You just, yeah, going yeah. solo. It's um, there. It's so he's part of the band, so I guess it's considered a little bit more intimate of a a setting. You know, yeah. he still has a full band with him, but it's not like the band. You know. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And there's another opener. This girl, Vanalia, is um also supporting. So gotcha. Like, nice. if you had a choice, would you? Do you like doing? Do you like going on your own and doing that stuff to be honest like i like having a band and i like playing by myself but i am honestly so much more comfortable by myself a lot of the time yeah um there's a couple people i like playing with jeff um but i just i'm more comfortable with myself my band experiences have been not the best (laughs) well i think it's rare that they're plain sailing honestly yeah i mean i you know right now with killbillies we all get on really well but it's it's you know, I've been through many iterations and there's always something. The thing is, it's like living with someone. You spend so much yeah. time with them that yeah. that you end up sort of rubbing each other up the wrong way a little yeah. bit, you know. I th- I think now, after years of doing this, I'm incredibly aware of other people's feelings and, and, and like, you know, desperately try not to step on them because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think in the past I've been, I've been like a little bit kind of, 
like slapdash with that and not really not really as empathetic as I could have been, you know. And mm-hmm. I, now I just it, it, I I just see it as being the of the utmost importance. Yeah, you know? it's okay, Ben. I accept your apology. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I I enjoy doing solo dates too. And like um I don't do as many as you far from it. Like probably a twentieth of the amount of but but I do do them. And you know it's getting to the point where it's almost once a week now. Yeah, and um and I enjoy it. I. Enjoy, you know, I didn't used to actually. When I wasn't sort of ness, like as comfortable with myself, I kind of got lonely. But I'm, these days, I yeah. enjoy it. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I go back and forth with it. I like having. I have a friend who plays trombone, and he comes and plays with me every once in a while too, which is nice to have that yeah. sound to just kind of fill it out a little bit. That's and he a great addition. Percussion, actually. yeah, it's really fun. I, re- I really like it. But yeah. he's we work in a full time job, so I can't have that all the time. You know, like gotcha. that's why that's that's the biggest reason why I prefer to just do it by myself because it's like I feel like I can't rely on anybody. It's this one comes well, out some like deep rooted like trust yeah. issues. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like let me do it myself. There's some truth in that though. I I have. For years now, I've uh, there's different band situations. I'm, I've been trying to re- you know do this '80s thing forever, and it was like, do I want to do a full band or do I want to do an acoustic duo or do I you know do I want to put a little trio together? And it's always been back and forth, back and forth, and that's why I finally just decided like, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I'm a terrible guitarist, but I'm I'm going to do this as as a solo. Because he can't rely on anybody. And yeah. it's not that you can't rely on anybody. It's just, got their own it's just to people. Do. Yeah, they, it's not their main thing. And so, you know, there's schedule conflicts and there's, you know, and I don't like this song, but you like that song. And it's just it's just so much easier. Like, you don't have to deal with anything. And, you know, no egos, no nothing. You just book a date and do it. You don't have to yep. worry about it if anybody else is available. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, as Killbillies is sort of going past this point of, you know, we'll take anything – Mm-hmm. You know, and we're trying to sort of like evolve into something that um, is a little bit more sort of upmarket. Um, a little more select. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. The, the uh, you know, I think I've, uh, m- me playing solo is going to become something I do a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. Not too much. I mean, you know, the Kilbillies is definitely always just going to be the main thing. But, but, uh, but you know, I, there comes a time when, when you're playing – there comes a time when you kind of have to start dictating your own terms, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to be pushed around in this, you know. Yeah, like definitely. The, oh, you know, like come and play. Like we've only got a hundred bucks or whatever, you know. Like and and I, it's a very fine line to walk, you yeah. know. You're like sort of sticking up for yourself without being, without kind of like being deluded as how much. You yeah, work. no, it's boundary <laughs> setting, and that's a hard thing for a lot of people. And yeah, like I think. Not not playing the female card, but there's definitely been plenty of situations. People are like, "Oh, you know, like this will be a good experience for you," and I'm like, "That's not your call." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll decide whether that's my a good experience for me. And sure, yeah, I do. Uh, I do uh, street paintings and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and I get calls from festivals and things and events all the time. And you know, first thing out of my mouth is, "What's your budget?" And and I can't tell you how many times. Uh, well, we don't really have a budget for you, and um, you know, but it's good exposure. And I tell them every time, people die of exposure. Like you know, it's just, <laughs> uh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah, they just they die of exposure, and that's it. I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's silly. It's silly. Half the time, you know, you've created a name for yourself. Um, as I as I have, in the first place. right as I have with with the art stuff, and and you're right, they wouldn't have contacted me in the first place if I didn't have that. And so a lot of times I feel like, well, 
you know, it, maybe it's good exposure, but you're probably going to benefit out of me being there way more yeah. than I'm going to benefit out you're of me, me being there. Yeah, that's <laughs> why you're calling me. So, yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't sell yourself short. You can't. No. It's, it's easily done, and it's something that I struggle with with my people-pleasing, situ- you know, personality. But I'm getting better at it. Yeah, you're aware of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the first step. That's the yeah, first yeah. step. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, so uh, do you have – the reason I – Way back in the midst of this conversation, <laughs> I, I brought up your single. And the reason I brought it up was um, because I was curious as to whether you have a writing process. Oh, the writing process. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the writing process for me usually looks like um, an idea or a concept of like a feeling. You know, it's, that's usually where it starts from. Like right now I've kind of been on this um, – this theme of like recklessness <laughs> and just like just kind of living in that and just like realizing that I like feeling like that, like kind right. of being in control of being out of control. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so then like I have to start writing and I started journaling again, which is good because that's when all the ideas like around that kind of start to form. Cool. And then. Um, I usually get stoned and sit down with a guitar <laughs> right, yeah. and then that's when the music kind of comes to it. And like, um, the biggest thing for like, it's like my own personal writing process is like coming up with, um, some kind of riff or chord progression that fits the mood. And like, that's a big thing for me is like the, the progression has to match the idea. Yeah. Okay. Like that's, I'm so like, <laughs> so I've had like these happy ideas and then like these minor based like chord progressions and it's just like, okay, that's not going to work. Like I need it to match or like the rest of it is, it's not going to flow out. Like I just, I have yeah. to fine tune, like, where is it? Is it there? Oh, okay. Got it. And yeah. then the rest of it just kind of like, bleh, just like flows. It's word vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's quite similar to, to the way I approach it as well. I definitely mm-hmm. have a, I definitely set the words in appropriate music. Mm-hmm. I know some people who don't do that and it's done, you know, they'll, they'll like, they'll write the coolest music they can think of to write and then just kind of shoehorn the words into it. Mm-hmm. And that's also cool and a different way of doing it. I don't think there's any right answer, but I'm very, I'm more of that. Yeah. I almost find that when I write a song, the words appear in my head in like song form, like yeah. the thought. The thought crystallizes into like a, mm-hmm. a bit of a melody, and then I'm like off to the races. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want it to be genuine, whatever it is. Like I feel like, especially like kind of in the somewhat reggae rock world that I've found myself in, like there's everyone's trying to emulate something, and I mean that's every music, but everyone's just trying to be something and like yeah. okay well a lot of the new reggae rock concepts are about like positivity and they're all about you know spiritual awareness and like all this stuff about letting go of the past and like it almost just sounds like preachy and I know what like, you, mean. you know what I mean like I just I don't want to be that I just want to keep it genuine and like do me it's a fine line that stuff and you know with that kind of yeah that sort of like there are that you know, people could be accused of um, kind of take trying to take raster ideology and then kind of take the raster out of it mm-hmm. and just, you know, like so that it's okay that they can do it, you know. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> 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 so that it's like, it, you know, it, it's still about like the, the themes that come along with kind of Rastafarianism, but like, you know, not overtly kind of. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, yeah, there's a lot of that kind of, and I, the preachy type of, exactly, yeah. That kind of winds me up the wrong way a little bit. The thing is, sometimes people do that and it's fine and great. 
Yeah, it know? there's really yeah. it's just genuine is the biggest part I think of songwriting that I I need for myself and that I appreciate in other songwriters too. Yeah, because that is a big part of like being a music fan first is that like if I don't like you as a person like I don't like your music I don't care how good it is <laughs> like yeah. I find out you're an asshole like mm -mm. yeah <laughs> not today <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I I can't remember the exact quote that Miles Davis said but you know he was like the the uh, the music is only as good as the attitude of the person who's playing mm, it I like that you know and yeah. it's and it's like that makes sense yeah it's it doesn't matter how good the song is you know it's all about it's all about the way it's delivered and who's delivering it and how they're delivering yeah. it. Yeah, you know, it's a big, huge part of it. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, you know, we like to talk about this on here just because I, it, I find it personally uh, interesting and it's always quite amusing. Do you practice at home? My practice is uh, my solo sets. <laughs> I was going to say she doesn't have so, time to practice. No. She's playing well, yeah. thirty-eight <laughs> times a month. Man. I mean, occasionally I do. Like I will for this upcoming tour. I have a couple new things that I want to bring in, and like I'm not going to have the time to do them like live. But yeah. for the mo I mean, I will play those songs that I'm going to do on the tour like a little bit more. Yeah, out at my shows, but. And, uh, yeah, no, I don't practice at home. <laughs> I find that I, I play piano at home. Yeah, I, I I remember in the pandemic you you had your setup, didn't you? And you yeah, because that was <laughs> that was my only way of making money at the time. Yeah, um, how did that go? Um, it went. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it went. Because um, I did it a little bit every now and again, but you know, and every now and again someone would throw throw me a couple of quid, but it was you know I wasn't. Didn't see. It seemed like something that everyone was really up for at the beginning, and mm. it kind of dwindled out. It did kind of dwindle out, but um, I set up a music festival during that, and it was like a it was like a joke. It was like Victoria Lee, like times five, and so it was like a five night thing. And I just like picked a theme for each night, and I did like country night, and then R and B night. I remember that. Yeah, whatever yeah. reggae night, and like that was probably the most like well received. And I was able to pay my mortgage that month, and I was like, oh wow, cool. Awesome. <laughs> so that helped, and I was really grateful for everybody that helped me out then. Yeah, was, man cleaning houses and cleaning pools and whatever i had to do sure. but yeah. done made it through yeah it was tough the uh some things have kind of stayed through do you know that guy chris murray have you ever heard of him mm, you would him. like him he's an acoustic i mean who am i to say if you'd like him or not you might like him but <laughs> you know me well enough at this point to say yeah that. that's true <laughs> um but yeah uh he, he's a, a acoustic um reggae and scar guy um he was in this cool band, King Apparatus, back in the day, and um, he's he's like a hero of mine. He came to the UK and toured with Sonic Boom Six a long time ago. He's a Canadian guy who lives in LA and plays reggae and ska. I love and, it. And like Steel Pulse. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really, really good, and um, and he does this thing called the Blue Beat live stream now every every Thursday, and you know, so there's a few things, and like LMC. The place we're at right now, live music community, where where we're talking and where I work, ha has a thing that they, you know, pretty much every week there's a live stream from here. So yeah. some of it has kind of carried through into the kind of, you know, somewhat normal times we're living yeah. in now, which is know? good. Yeah. Like the concept of people sitting down on an airplane when your plane lands, love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things that's uh, stayed so far. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't really talked about it much on here because I think everyone's sick to the back teeth of the whole thing. But it was a big deal for music and musicians. It was just the hugest deal ever. Yeah. You know, we couldn't work. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, it's not going to stop me from playing. And then I wrote my stupid parody and that was like the biggest thing that came out of 
the whole pandemic for me. Did you see that one? Yeah, it was cool. I was so excited. Sublime reposted it, and that was oh, like, really? yeah. I didn't know they did that. <laughs> yeah, That's that was, cool it was really cool. And uh, wow. Troy, who is Bradley Knoll's wife, uh, reached out to Johnny Cosmic, who's the guy from Stick Figure that uh, mixed and mastered the song for me. So I, it, it, it kind of led to some cool connections and stuff. Like, she was like, who's this girl? And he's like, was telling her about me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like blowing my mind right now. That <laughs> super. Like, That's awesome. Like in your in the uh, in the kind of reggae sort of rock scene, like what? Who should people be listening to? Who's out there that you're I mean, really into? The, the big names are like, in my opinion, are yeah. like. Oh, in my opinion, okay. Um, I'm really on Mike Love right now. He's from Hawaii. He's like right. definitely like uh, one of the most genuine people that I can like tell anyone to listen to. Just really. <sighs> profound songwriting and guitar playing he's cool. he's a looper he started as a looper like doing yeah. exactly what we do playing in bars yeah. but he's and he's going to be going on tour with michael fronti which is like kind of his big break i think because yeah. that's a pretty big name to be traveling around with sure <clears throat> um lately i've been on common kings who are also from hawaii i've been on like a whole lot of hawaii stuff hawaii's that's been cool. calling me recently but yeah. i like that called the, the jawaiian reggae it's like <laughs> jamaican hawaiian reggae but there's just something about um I feel like the Hawaiians reggae sound almost has like a more soulful R and B sound, which I'm like naturally more drawn to as well. Well, yeah, and I th- yeah, that's that's your that's kind of like your sound, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah that's like that soulfully. Soul. Yeah, but there's almost like a boys to men, like boys bandy, like kind of aspect to it with like the harmonizations they do and like the runs, and oh, I'm just cool. like, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome. Um, so. Do you have what in terms of like wh- where you see your career and everything sort of progressing? What what do you have any sort of irons in the fire? What's the what's the sort of next step? Like, do you think? In- um, the next step I think is to write a full length album, right? And um, figure out how I'm going to get to Red Rocks because that's the goal. Oh, that's cool. That's like kind of a long term goal. Cause I remember when um. You know, I, I saw a post you were saying, and you you like sort of talking about like, oh, thanks so much for everyone who supported me on on my music journey. When did this all start? When you started taking it? When, when um, it? I had my first like paid show the day I graduated from college right. in 2011. Okay. And then I had moved home, and I was playing on the weekends because to make extra money because I didn't make anything teaching. Yeah. And I played my first gig for three hours every Saturday for $75. And I was like, wow, that's so much money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no one, like no one told me what I should be making. Um, and then I met Mr. Brian. I don't know if you ever met him in Jensen, Brian um, Resco. I don't know if I have. Maybe fart. I have. I, I, I'm not going to say whether I have or not, just in case I have and he's listening and gets mad at me. So. No, he's amazing. <laughs> um, and he was just like the first person that like really was kind of like, hey, like you, you should be making at least 50 an hour. Like this is awesome. I really like what you're doing. Like just come up to our open mic. Like where we hope to, they had one at a – oh, God, it used to be called Kona Beach Cafe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's uh, Tiki. Tiki Taco. Uh, Taco Tiki. Tiki Taxi. Yeah, we're playing there on Thursday. Oh, okay, cool. Um. And then it just kind of turned into, okay, um, I could do this a lot more and make a lot more money and have a lot more fun with my life if I do this full time. Yeah. And then uh, it's like, okay. What were, you, what were you teaching? I taught second grade, first grade, and I ended in special ed. 
which right. I loved, but it was just it just was a lot. It's yeah. a lot, yeah. An actual like crazy person took over our department, and I was like, nope, not doing this anymore. Right, gotta gotcha. get out of here. And like, I just I'm not a corporate America kind of person. Yeah, I'm very much like type B personality, and like <laughs> I was sure, just in too. a world of like type A's, and uh, it was it was just really hard for me. Like yeah. some years we didn't even have like a window in our classroom, and I was just like. I just felt so trapped. Like, right, I don't know. Yeah. I lo- I'll miss the kids. Like, I always do. Like, they're great. And it's funny now because, like, I can't stand being around kids now because the <laughs> only time I do is when they're, like, mom and dad are drinking margaritas in the corner and they're, like, go hang out with the musician. And I'm, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not how that works. And they start they touching my gear. Yeah. And I'm, like, <sighs> is that yours? Like, I have to say that to adults, too. But yeah. like, this little kid, like, just pull one of these. I was, like, don't touch that. And he's, like, <laughs> Where were we playing? We were playing. Uh, was it Das Das in uh, Abacoa for um, some Irish fest or something? And some little kid walked up and like he yanked the plug out of our monitor. Oh yeah! <laughs> Suddenly I couldn't hear anything. I'm like, what is going? on? I looked down. This little kid standing in there holding the plug. Like, what the hell? Where are your parents? Uh, they were right there. They they literally were watching laughing. him doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drink with beers in their hands. No, I had some kid at a gig recently. He found a foghorn somewhere in the restaurant <laughs> and he's going around pressing the siren and his parents uh, are just laughing and i'm uh, like the whole pl- like the whole place is like turning around looking at this kid and he's yeah. just like ha, ha, ha. and then some other guy takes it from him puts it in his kid's mouth and was like here talk and i'm like playing in the corner oh, i'm God. like why are you not sterile <laughs> <laughs> so um like we always used to kind of bounce into each other like um and see each other around Stuart back in the day mm-hmm. and you know big, when I'm you were, still I'm a big Killabillies fan but yeah you used to come out <laughs> and watch the Pale Time and then we'd always have you come up and sing and stuff yeah it's fun man it's been a minute since we've done that well you know I guess that that was when you weren't so busy I don't you know have any time to come no that was a part time. of it too that was a part of like uh my little coming up and like gaining some confidence on stage because I think it was it was my ex-boyfriend at the time and he was like he went up to you guys like you, you gotta let her sing a song oh, and cool. I was like mortified i was like no i don't want it when you were like yeah come on up and i was like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that medley of um save tonight yeah and what was the other sunday one? morning that was it yeah i yeah. actually just did that with jason montero on sunday <laughs> oh cool yeah it's a good one yep. a minor fcg yep can't, can't beat wrong. it <laughs> good old good old progression <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah Stuart's quite a Stuart and kind of um, that, the and Virans and Jensen and stuff. It's quite lively, really, when it comes to yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of music there. I feel really, really. When we say blessed, I always feel corny saying that, but I do. <laughs> I do feel blessed. So like, like I live a mile down from Twisted Tuna. So yeah. like even like that whole area, it's like okay. There's like five six places I can play within a mile of my house. Like that's yeah, pretty it's cool. A cool vibe. I like the short commute. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you know the guys in Kelbillys are. They actually don't complain about it, but but you know every now and again Not it comes up. Face. It's like how come we're always playing like North County? You know we're always playing in Martin County all the time. But that's, that's where, where people where the work is. That's yeah. where the gigs are. You go yeah. to where you got to go. Exactly, and you know because I mean we we do play in Delray and we play you know in West Palm and stuff. But um, but yeah, mostly I'd say eighty percent of our gigs are in. Oh man, first time north of Jupiter. First time I got yeah. us a gig at Connolly's, I was thrilled. It's four and a half <laughs> minutes from my house. And I was oh like, hell I yeah! I was like, yes, because usually I'm trekking all the way up to Stewart, and I live in West Palm, so okay. like, it's it's a drive. It <laughs> is a cool spot, this Stuart. I um, you know, I always kind of have pipe dreams of moving there at some point. I always like it up there. It's a chill spot. Yeah, it's, it's it is a chill it's spot. It's a good little spot. I like it. 
every time I've traveled enough now to know that that's where I, I like to be. Yeah. Did you ever make a conscious choice to uh, to play reggae, or did it just kind of happen? Um. <laughs> so when I started playing, I thought I was Taylor Swift. Right. That's just like how it started. That's kind of why Victoria Lee is Victoria Lee, because that's probably one of the more country things. That, like, <laughs> you know, gotcha. you, you could make my name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then um, let's see. When did that – when did I kind of – I don't even know when. I think it was – Do you think it was to do with – do you think it has it had anything to do with – this is just a theory. I'm like formulating my brain mm-hmm. right this second. Do you think it had anything to do with starting to use the looper? Because it does lend itself to that. Maybe. Um, I think I got into reggae a little bit more. And then we started Smoking Section, which was – Definitely reggae rock right, band, yeah. and I think that's kind of like what steered me. And I just like who I just that? like that who, scene. Who, who the other guys? Um, it was Joe Began from Fresh Catch, um, Pete Levine from Fresh Catch, Bucky was in Noka Oi. We had Brendan from Roots to Go Drop, and who else said it? I can't miss anybody. I'm an asshole <laughs> if I do. I think that was it. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. Have I forgot anybody? Oh no, <laughs> good. I forget stuff all the time. But yeah, bro. I'm, like how how long was that a thing? Oh, Cody Rutland. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boom. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> Shout out to Cody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how long was that a thing? It was probably like a three or four year thing, right. and then um, couple like moved away, and everyone had like seventeen kids, and yeah. it was just it got to be a lot. So, do you have any? Uh, do you have any sort of songwriting people who you who when you listen to them you're like I want to write songs like that. Uh, Mike Love is a big one like that, and right. uh, and uh, I would say Stick Figure. I definitely get a lot of inspiration from the sound and like the feel of that. I like the right. it just kind of gives you the chilly, chilly willies a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. Reggae yeah. songs that are just, just, just a vibe, you know. Yeah, nice. yeah. that's awesome. Well, um, you know, seeing as we're talking so much about uh, the songs that you write, I think it's be only uh, fitting that we. Uh, we listen to you play a couple of them. Sure, I can do that. All right, sounds great. Um, this is Saturday morning, which I have coming out on September 10th. Yeah, featuring Josh Heinrichs. Thank you. 
phone just keeps on beeping Let's go swimming for the weekend Take a dive into the deep end Cause I, I go anywhere with you So baby tell me what you need You ain't gotta say it please Just get underneath these covers And I'll pull us up some trees And we, we can stay right here all day Cause I need a Saturday morning Saturday morning I need a Saturday morning section is available on all musical platforms called Night Terror.
This episode is brought to you by Handlebars um, Bar and Grill. It's a place in Tequesta. Uh, it's a biker bar in Tequesta. And it is uh, my father-in-law and I and um, some others uh, reopened. It used to be called Judy's. And um, it w- had fallen into disrepair a little bit. And um, it, But it was such a kind of local landmark that we felt that we needed to... Uh, re-up it and get it going again so we cleaned it out gave it a fresh lick of paint we built a deck on the front there and um we've got live music there on we had to do a bike night every second thursday from six to nine we have music from six to nine on saturdays and on sundays from four to seven and um right now we're kind of um going through a whole bunch of different uh acts and things to see what people like and they don't so it's quite an interesting place to hear music because you never know what you're going to get and um, the food is great. Burnsy does a really good job with the food. And uh, we, and Jamie, who uh, works behind the bar, is a delight too. So go in there and, uh, and just soak in some of the vibe. It's definitely a, a really original spot. And it's been there for a really long time and has got a bunch of history and um, some really sort of uh, fun locals. You, you, you might see rat rods there and, and cool old vintage bikes, British bikes and stuff. So. Lots, lots of cool beers on tap, and yeah, absolutely, good food and just yeah. good, good, good vibe all around, man. Yeah, totally. You know, the things that that, that were a little bit 
wrong with it before where, you know, warm beer, no air conditioning, all fixed. <laughs> freezing cold in there. The beer's <laughs> nice and cold. The food's great. And, um, and uh, there's a whole load of interesting things going on there music-wise. So uh, just come and check it out. And, yeah. yeah, thank you so much, Handlebars, for uh, sponsoring yeah, it. Appreciate yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, so uh, those two great songs, Victoria. Could you uh, could you tell us a little bit about them? Oh, what did I play? I played Saturday Morning, which is a song coming out September tenth. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was just a love song. That's all. That's all I got about that. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm. I don't really feel that the person I wrote about deserves to have a song written about them now. So I'm kind of hoping it comes on like Pandora, and they like have to hear it. And I'm just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's I, right. You I soaked gotcha. that up. Um, so it's real then. Oh, 100. percent I really right. can't write. I mean, I can. I can write from a not real perspective, but I feel like it's just more genuine when I am like feeling it. Yeah, that's how I write. That's yeah. actually the only way I can write. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also played Night Terror, which was, I guess, another love song. But that was a more heartachey one. That was about being in a very codependent relationship and um, right. kind of struggling with that. And I thought it might be something like that. Yeah, yeah it was very rough. catchy. Huh? <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> it's a cool song. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right, let's. Um, let, why don't we take a look at uh, your setup? You didn't use your um looper and your and your pedal board I did today not, because i done yeah. fell off my patio yeah. <laughs> sorry about that but because you are so good at it and it's such a big part of what you do i still think it would be cool to talk to you a little bit about it definitely um yeah can we get the first uh side of this so can you tell us a little <laughs> about a bit about this guy that is the boss me80 and uh my we're gonna call him my music husband Okay. Uh, Jeff Farishidian, he turned me on to this because um, oh, I was explaining that I wanted to like, you know, add in some effects. I had a wah pedal at the time and I had another little cheap delay pedal that I was using. Um, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like sold on any of it. And um, he had one of these and he just like showed me what I could do and I could do my octave, which was what I wanted to create in my loops. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got one of those, yeah. You got your distortion, you have all your different delays and your reverbs and I use the wah and I love like combining them all. So I'll like, I usually use my wah and my delay. Yeah. Um, together just to get this and the reverb on top of it. So it's just like this dripping wet, like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I just like, uh, I really like, it, like the, the amount you use the wah is, is awesome. And you do use it a lot for your solos and stuff. And it sounds so cool. Thanks. I yeah. like it. It's, and now it's really great physical therapy for my ankle. So oh, <laughs> I, I was really surprised when I first heard you do you doing it, how good it sounds on an acoustic guitar. Like, and, because it almost sounds like it should be feeding back. I don't know. You seem to be able to contain it very well. Yeah, I, I, I've switched to my because I have a really amazing Strat that I love. It's American made. Like I love it, right. but I can't get the same tone out of it. So I just right. like kind of like started with the acoustics, and now I'm just like okay, just gonna keep going with acoustics in there. I think when I'm on my own, I feel a little bit naked with just an electric guitar. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have enough thump in it or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. So, um, yeah, you also use a looper, don't you? I do. I sh certainly do. That's the Boss R3C100. R3C300. There you go. <laughs> this is not um, the droid you're looking for. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not really entirely sure why I got the 300. I think that was just um, – I think Jeff told me to get that one too. That's the one I, I was got. needing 
uh, I don't always use the different tracks. Right. Um, I typically just stick to the third one. Right, if right. I depending on the song, if I have something that breaks and has a chord change, um, I usually do my rhythm and my loop on track three, and then I'll switch over to track two for my percussion, so I can stop track three and then keep it rolling. Yeah. And then they got that that start stop all thing. Yeah. Um, That's what I do as well. Yeah. So what? I, what? I mean, I haven't been doing it that much, but lately, the, what I've been doing is on track one, I'll do the percussion. Track two, I'll do something that has changes in it, like a guitar-y yeah. kind of thing. And on track three, I'll uh, put the bass. And mm-hmm. then, um, and then, yeah, if it has a chord change, I can just mute two and three and just still have the drums going. So yep. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of ways to finagle it. I definitely don't use it to its full capacity, but it works. Yeah. There's so, there's a couple totally. tracks that I um, I keep like a cool lead riff and then I'll like harmonize with it. Yeah. So that's that's been kind of fun. Like with the with the melodica or like yeah, awesome something. Do you run your vocals through as well? No, that's right. because the uh, the next one we're going to talk about oh, yeah. um, is from nineteen ninety something too. Yeah. So the only outputs I had was um, RCA or I think that was it. I think it was RCA, and there was no like instrument out or right. MIDI or MIDI out. Okay. And the only way for me to get it into the loop pedal yeah. was to go in from the headphone jack. So I'm going eighth inch out into like cool. male XLR. Oh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that, oh. that was a very weird cable to have to find on Amazon. But they have it. Yeah. They've got <laughs> they the have every combination of they have it. you can think of. Yeah. I have a funny story real quick about that. So my audio interface that goes – it's not that funny. But my, my audio interface that goes to my computer, I have like a brand new – 2020 like iMac and I have uh like 2000 and like three um Focusrite interface and I've so I and the Focusrite interface takes like Firewire like 400 so I, I have to go from Firewire 400 to Firewire 800 to Thunderbolt <laughs> to get to the, to the thing. So I've just got like connector to connector to connector to yeah, the thing. As long as it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all you need. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, yeah, let's take a look at the drum machine you use as well. Yeah, so um, an ex-boyfriend found this at a thrift store for me. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which was cool because at the time I was doing, uh, I was looping, but I was just doing like bass and like adding a little bit. I think I was doing like a little slap percussion, which I kind of do now when yeah. I'm too lazy to set this up because that happens sometimes. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to set it up today. Yeah, that's so what I'll I've just like s- just slap it. Yeah. Um, but he got this for $5. <laughs> and uh, I absolutely love this thing. It's so fun. Um, there's It has a lot of really 90s hip hop sounds, <laughs> which I don't nearly mess enough with as I should. Right, um, yeah. But there's... Um, it's all different kinds of like pads on it. I use like there's one called House, and I use that one the most just because it's got like a clap as the snare. Yeah, and uh, it's when I do like my like '90s R&B songs, it's just yeah. like, okay, is that perfect? <laughs> like yeah. it just it makes me so happy. Yeah, um, that's awesome. But is yeah, it, it's, uh, this has been like such a fun addition to. Is it just something you like? You, I mean, do you you kind of pick a track or something and just let it play? Or, or no, no, I'm to, I'm organically like just hitting like. Okay, kick, and so you're snare, doing that kick, into the kick, loop, snare. and then you let it loop, and mm-hmm. then you start playing on top yeah. of that. Okay, correct. So is there, is there any kind of 
um, time clock or sort of MIDI stuff that's syncing it up? Or is it no, just because I'm going headphone out. Like I'm right, going yeah, as like of course, yeah. as manual as you can. You know, and this is a 90s thing? Uh, yeah, I think it was 92. I think it came out. That's pretty yeah, cool, I could be man. completely wrong. We've talked about, uh, what was it, the, the 808 or something? Is it? Uh, like yeah, the, the, eight, the 808 is the classic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've yeah. talked about for for that 80s thing that I'm talking about yeah. doing, you know, adding adding something like that to uh-huh. it. But they're not they're not easy to find. And when you do find them, they're expensive. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah. thing. Like, I wanted something cheap. I wanted some. I'm actually on my third one of these, not because they're, well, I mean, they're from the 90s, but uh, they keep getting wet on me. Like, it's, uh, they keep getting, like, rained on, and then, like, uh, they okay. freak out. Yeah. Um, it's, but you always go back to these guys. Oh, I, I yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, there's, cool. <laughs> they're, like, 200 bucks, but so right. the $5 steal was, like, that was, like, I was so glad because I was looking for so long and I really wanted something percussion-y and yeah. it's like, what am I going to get? And then he's like, I found this. And I was like, cool. <laughs> it is cool and it's and it's, a, and it's an interesting sort of uh, like solution to it because, I mean, r- right now what I've been sort of messing around with, I've got one of those um, like – uh, I can't. What is it called? It's like a, a beat buddy? Ortega horse kick. Oh, okay. Have you seen those things? It's like a little wooden wedge that has a cajon sample. Oh yeah, I've had I've had one of those. Yeah, those yeah. are cool. And and I I was running that through it, but lately I, I've because I don't have a drum machine, I can run my mic through it. I've been I've been beatboxing into it to make cool. the beats, but. That seems to be working. I'm not super good. I'm like just good enough for it not to be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Deputy is like the king of that. That's yeah, yeah. back to your question like an hour ago um, as far as people to listen to. But he uh, he was definitely one of the biggest like loopspirations for me. Yeah. Nice. And then Tosh Latana <laughs> came out and I was like, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, cool, I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, I've seen him. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So soulful. Yeah, so, definitely. Such interesting grooves he creates. Yeah. We yeah. had uh was it uh Joey Calderio on here? And yeah. He, he did he did some beatboxing and stuff into the loop yeah. room while he was playing. That was pretty He doesn't mess around with his looping. He's pretty tight with that, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, he is spot on with his looping. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um do you have uh this is a stupid question, but do you have any gigs coming up? None whatsoever. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely none. Um, yeah. Do you need, do you need the I, list? I have, I, I have your list. Thank you. I have your list. It's. I don't know what I'm doing it's, tomorrow. It's uh, you know if the camera can see it. It's it's just absolutely. Did ridiculous. you notice it's, that I spelled August strong on that one? It's Ridiculous. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. August. There's a rogue um, Z in there because I did it at like three in the morning. You got, you got a Thursday gig, but uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be Friday morning. So you are playing Friday. Twisted tuna four to seven. Twisted tuna. Yep. Uh, Saturday, you were playing Frigates in North yep. Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. What's that like? It- oh, it's a cool spot. Yeah. You haven't been there yet? Um, no. I, I, I think I've been... No, I don't think I have been there. You should go check it out. Um, right. It's... Is it a restaurant? Yes, it's a restaurant. It's kind of like, you know, Manatee and Salerno. Yeah. But like way upgraded like everything's really nice um cool it's right on it's the same like setup basically how it's like on the water and on like a little canal right there um food's great they have sushi that's makes me happy (laughs) um their staff's (laughs) all really nice and um everyone's like into the music there oh nice yeah yeah, that is awesome and then uh let's see and then i only have one gig on saturday yeah, frigates. If I'm looking at this correctly, Hold on, you I'm know what? Let me, let, me, let me put on my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, according to this, you're playing frigates well, on I the made 28th. That in 
July. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, and then Saturday, you're playing Island Marauder Brewing and Castaways. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, I'm sorry. My yep. Okay. Oh, yeah, Sunday's double day. Sunday, yeah. And then Monday, Brewing. Little that, Gems. That's in Martin County, isn't it? It's the north one, is it? Yeah, uh, it's in Fort Pierce. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. The because um, is, is it like is does it come originally from Isla Marada and they mm-hmm. got like a northern location? Yeah, they have the brewery here, right? Oh. So that's they distribute out of Fort Pierce. Got it. Which and I wh- think is just like makes sense because of the location that's for them to yeah. be a little bit more centrally located. Yes, logistical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And sense. then uh, and then you're playing cra- ca- Castaways Craft Beer. Where's that at? That is the. Uh, on Singer Island, it was um, it was the Dusk Craft Kitchen. Okay. So now it's yeah, called you know, Castaways. You know Dusk closed on Singer Island. So. I did not know that. Now yeah, it's yeah. Castaways. Okay. Okay, cool. Different, but same, same. Yeah. That's cool, same, yeah. but different. We should go and have a word <laughs> with those guys. I like playing on Singer Island because I used to live there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to live on Tacoma yeah. Lane and... Um, and uh, Every time we go there, I get like all dewy eyed. It, uh. it was good times. <laughs> <laughs> good times. And then a Monday gig, with Little know. Gyms. Cool. Where's that at? That is in Fort Pierce. And if you haven't okay. been there and you're craving the keys and you can't make it to the keys, you can go to Little Gyms and then you'll be like, is this the keys? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my little like slice of like, okay, let me just get away for a second. It's a really cool place. They, um, it's on the water, uh, right in Fort Pierce, on the north Florida side. On the yeah, everything's on the water. That's why I hate it here. It's just it's terrible. Right. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's the it's worst horrible. thing is. Anybody um, who's listening, don't move to Florida. It's terrible. Sucks. You know, you know James, the guy who plays banjo on the back, doesn't like the water. Really? And I can't, Cause cause can he swim? Because he's not normal. He, he, <laughs> can he swim? He, I don't know. He must be able to swim, but I'm, I, I assume he can swim. But yeah, just doesn't like it. I can't imagine living in Florida and not liking it. He was in the military. He has to be able to swim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. But yeah, I don't know. I, it boggles my mind. Anyway, lovely man in every other respect. Just don't understand that one thing. <laughs> Except that. <laughs> and for that reason alone, you're out of the band, James. No. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, if you want to catch Victoria Lee playing somewhere, there are a million different spots you can catch her playing. Yeah. And um, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a privilege, and um, you know, good luck and the, with, with everything, really. And um, Thank you. You know, you're an example of, and I say this a lot on here, of someone who it's like you, you there's there's like n- n- nothing wrong with. J- Playing like a, a bunch of, that I think that people think that if you play a bunch of cover gigs and things, it takes the wind out of yourselves as like a solo performer. But for, you, but you're an example of the fact that that's not the case because you're touring and stuff like that. Just in the gaps, you just book yourself out with a bazillion gigs. You can, yeah. It's perfectly people are perfectly capable of doing both. You know, what well, I mean? we've said it a million Definitely. times. We've said it a million times on here. It's that, mentality that, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. The, you you know, uh, there's this there's this. Uh, uh, stigma or whatever that you know un- unless you're you know world famous and touring everywhere or whatever that you haven't made it in music as far as i'm concerned you know everybody at this table has made it in music because we're all making a living in some capacity out of music yeah, yeah. you don't have to be like this you know mega star you know touring and everything yeah. and so and you 100% have made it in music i mean oh. it, you have like made that your life you know and, yeah. and that's awesome absolutely the big thing for me from the start was that i really wanted to perfect my craft you know like i wanted to and not that i'm saying anywhere near perfecting it but i'm definitely a hell of a lot further like you're saying like where i was to where i am now is like that's probably my biggest personal accomplishment is that like i've been able to go from i could play some chords to like okay now i can like create this whole 
thing yeah and make it my own yeah, so that's awesome that alone has been like very much building the confidence that i needed to like get out and push myself to these opportunities that i've been getting and kind of planting the seeds a little bit yeah man yeah. you know it's a good i often have a, like a sort of healthy amount of professional jealousy when i see all these keys and island gigs <laughs> that you're doing it's super cool <laughs> so uh yeah best of luck with it and thanks so much for coming on yeah and, thanks for uh, having me do a quick uh Quick, quick Killbillies plug. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, come on. You can't just not do a Killbillies plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we playing this weekend? We're playing, uh, well, Thursday. Thursday, we're playing. Oh, yeah. Th- Thursday, we are at Taco, Taco Tiki. Tiki. Hang on, I'll in get Jensen. the Friday, we're playing in Fort Pierce at um, Friday, we are Selfish. playing at Selfish Marina in Fort Pierce from 7 to 10. Yep, and Ooh. then sa- Saturday we're playing at Paddy Max in, in Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah, from nine to midnight, and then Sunday on Sunday you're doing a solo, I believe. I'm playing at Pirates Cove all on my lonesome by yourself. All yeah. by myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll play that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll only oh play that. Three hours straight. That. You have to record it. <laughs> well, thank you so very much. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, See you guys. later. Yeah.